Hi everyone, welcome to this week's episode of the Liberty Squadron Podcast. I'm your host once again, Zach Cady. And this week I'm joined by Brett Freeman. Hello everyone. And Jonathan Lee. Hello everybody. Alright Brett, first chair today. Finally. You've know, done I'm, your time. I'm trying to pretend like I've been here before. <laughs> Alright, so yeah, so... Uh, a little bit of housekeeping news. This will be a, probably one of my last shows for a little while. I'm spending the summer out in California and not going to be around my recording equipment. So not sure when the next time I'll be on the podcast is. So hopefully go out with a bang and then be back sometime in August. Um, but yeah, let's just dive right into some stuff, shall we? We actually had a big tournament this weekend. Brett, your second chair. Take us away. Uh, so it was another Gold Squadron uh, tabletop simulator event. This time it was the Lemieux Galacti- or Galaxies Qualifier. Um, and it was won by uh, Gold Squadron's own Marcel Manzano flying a list that I can honestly say no one saw coming. Uh, so I'll start with the, the strongest piece first. It's Bosque with Cutthroat, Gamut Key, Zam Wessel, Greedo, Contraband Cybernetics and Hull Upgrade. That Bosque has kind of become a pretty big staple in the meta. Uh, I mean, Zam is just ridiculously good and underpriced, and Bosque always hits extremely hard. So uh, you see a lot of him around. But then the other two ships just never would have predicted it. So first we have Tel Travara in the Jumpmaster, um, who was rocking some Proton Torpedoes and Ion Cannon, Cutthroat, False Transponder Codes, and another Hull Upgrade. Uh, tells the one who, after you would destroy him, he gets to come back with uh, one damage card basically left, or in this situation two, because of the Hull Upgrade. So he's extremely hard to actually finish off and get the full points for. And then the final ship was one of Zack's favorites, Dace Bonearm, with Protectorate Gleb, Thermal Detonators, and Moldy Crow. So he has be, a point. Let's be honest. The reason why you were not podcasting anymore after this week is because Dace Bonearm won a tournament and you have to quit, right? Correct. <laughs> it is now a complete game for me and I don't see anything else to talk about. So it's been a good episode, everyone. See you next week. Uh, so Dace Bonearm is the one who, after a ship gets an ion token, you can spend all of his charges to give two additional ion tokens. Um, and here, since Tel Travara had the Ion Cannon, it actually was something that was in play. Uh, they said on the stream that he triggered it one or two times during Swiss, and he actually was able to trigger it uh, in the final round as well. So uh, seeing Dace actually do something was pretty cool. And just, yeah, I mean, I mean, just winning. In, I mean, he went up against a, a Zam Django in the final. Like, it was an extremely well-flown game by Marcel to, to pull something like that off. Yeah, that's that's just bonkers. It's just bonkers. I, You told me days ago, I still haven't processed this. So, I mean, obviously that was the coolest list, I'd say, in the whole tournament, just based on, uh, you know, the yeah. results and the fact that you don't see something like uh, Dace ever, but... Uh, I mean, I guess just a, an extremely quick rundown. You saw a bunch of uh, Baron of the Empire swarms with Prockets, a, a, a very large number of Django Zams, about half did well and half flamed out. Um, and then uh, 7B Jedi Knights, the generics, were uh, all over and doing pretty well uh, also. So, I mean, there, were, there was plenty of other stuff, obviously, but those were the, the ones that you were really seeing... Uh, a good number of, um, and Bosks, like I said, were, were really all over the place at this tournament. So, uh, people really flying a, a whole mix of things in this big hyperspace event. Um, and I think it's, I think it's probably the first big hyperspace event since the last time, uh, stuff was released, um, or at least certainly for a while. So it was cool to see what everyone was able to come up with. Uh, yeah, I mean... Yeah, I don't know if anything stuck uh, out to you guys as being, like, exceptionally cool. Jonathan, anything cool to you? I'm kind of, like, 
still taking I mean, in still taking in days. Yeah, and I'm surprised by I mean, I see other Bosks in the top eight, like number four finisher, uh Sasha Wagner also had Bosk. Uh, with Genesis Red, Joy Rekoff, and Lando Calrissian. Uh, other things that stand oh seeing like Fen uh, I like number ten, Andrew Goldbach with just Fen Rao, Old Terok, and Moralo Eval. Um right, Moralo Eval. You never see Moralo, right? Like uh, another party bus out there. It's not a ship that I expected to ever really see play competitively again. Yeah. Man, I don't think I've even looked at Marlo Pac-Man's, right? That's that's his new thing. He like leaves the board and bops back on on like same board edge. Correct, yes. Yeah. I, I liked his old incarnation from 1.0. I was like one of the few people that like flew him over Bosk in 1.0 because I liked having like a 180 HLC. But that was that was just me. But yeah, I've never even thought about him since then. You know what the faction breakdown was, uh, Brett? Uh, you know I don't have that readily available right now. I I know at least the cut was almost like a perfect even like split, but I, I don't know for the whole tournament. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, it's that's fascinating to me. Like this was a really interesting event. Um and I'm I'm wondering if we're seeing people now uh flying more of the types of lists they'll actually be putting on the table. Like we're seeing a bunch of swarms still, but we know that swarms really don't show up that much in person. So I'm wondering if people are kinda getting away from the, the spammy list and going with what they're actually gonna be playing now that we're we're seeing that in person play again. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think you definitely have something there. Like, we were talking a little bit before we came on air about, like, you know, the Baron of the Empire lists and how much we'll ever actually see of those. And not really expecting many, because who owns that many uh, right, like the advanced prototypes? Yeah, you yeah, needed, like, like, one so you could have the original Inquisitor, and that was kind of it in first edition, so. Yeah, maybe people, like, got a couple of them to run, like, several of the named inquisitors here in 2.0 but yeah but probably not even like six yeah even the most crazy empire people i know don't own six so yeah yeah i'm, I'm interested to see like going forward kind of like we've said this before we've said this in previous weeks of like i don't personally put a lot of stock in what's been going on in the meta because it's been the same kind of handful of people but maybe now we're starting to come out of things and like, like you said, like see things people are actually going to play in the wild and not just for lack of a better term, TTS jank. Right. Yeah. I mean, I know some people who like their, their whole thing with TTS is look, I'm not going to fly stuff that I could fly normally because I'll just fly that normally. Like I'm, I want to use this to do factions I don't own or, uh, you know, a number of ships I don't have. So I, I think there's probably, uh, a significant portion of the the like player group that was doing stuff like that, so we weren't seeing people bringing their their A tier stuff necessarily. But yeah, it was a a pretty cool event, and as always, you know, a, a, an enjoyable watch. Uh, Dion does do a very good job with these uh, big events, so. Uh, I mean, anytime he's got one, it's it's worth tuning in for. Nice. All right. Do we have any other news? Uh, so we have a couple of, I mean, so the squid, uh, that epic, the I think it's the trident or something came out this week. Uh, Jonathan and I have we both, yeah, we've, we've both picked it up, but neither one of us has uh, put it on the table yet. But uh, I think we can both confirm the model looks absolutely amazing. So that'll be fun to, to actually put on the table. Um, and I don't think we actually uh, got to podcast since this happened, but uh, AMG finally put out their rules for them. So if we didn't talk about that, that is uh, something that's out there. And if we did, it's been updated a lot since 
the last time we podcast. So uh, go take a look at it again because they are really uh, just pushing content out for this. Yeah, we had like briefly, at least amongst ourselves, like talked about it. I think last time before Did we, okay. we didn't get a chance to podcast. Okay, gotcha. but yeah, like I am impressed with how quickly they are responding to things. Like I, that is very impressive to me, and like. I'm interested to see if they can keep up with that pace going forward. I hope so. Yeah, and it's not even just like, you know, huge questions that they're they're answering. Like one here is, can I use Outer Rim's attack dice for X-Wing? Um, right, and they responded, yes, you can. Like just, you know, simple thing. You ask a question, there's a good chance you're going to get an answer from an authoritative source in a, a timely manner. So that's just completely different than what we had before. And mm-hmm. it's really great. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, so that's really cool. Um, that's what we have. All we got for news, right? That's that's all that's I happened. can think of. Yeah, we're still like in a slight dead zone here, kind of waiting for kind of what's happening beyond the squid. Right. Yeah, we know the uh, first order pack is coming out, um, and. We think that the New Republic Y-Wing is coming out, just based on some, like, April 1st uh, leak that also uh, leaked the First Order pack before anyone had heard anything about it, so that's a possibility for the the Y-Wing, at least. But the Razor Crest is coming out soon, and uh, First Order Squad pack. So we know there's some stuff that's happening, but we don't have any spoilers yet. It sounds like that'll happen in a week or two. Nice. And then, yeah, and then hopefully, you know, a few more in-person events start rolling out here over the next couple of months. Continue to feed us more and more things to actually talk about on the show. We're just, wait, we're just storing it up for when you come back, Zach. Exactly. We're just going to build up a whole bank of news waiting for me. But this all segues really well into tonight's topic. Um... So we're kind of thinking about like, you know, again, kind of like the last time we had the show, we talked about, you know, if you're starting looking to get some more people into the hobby, you know, we're heading back into the stores, wanting to kind of rebuild the community, things you could do for that. Now we're kind of looking a little bit, taking a look at tournament play this week. And, you know, maybe some of those new players that you got into the hobby are going to their first tournament, or maybe, you know, you're a tournament player, but you just haven't played since pre-pandemic era. And kind of wondering, like, you know, what do I fly? Right? I haven't built a list in over 12 months. I don't even know what I'm supposed to be doing right now. So we thought we'd put together, like, just a small handful of lists, roughly one per faction of things that we think would be interesting. And throw it out there as, you know, something easy to get you kind of back into the swing of tournament play. Um... Who wants to take the first one? Uh, I I do have about ten on here, so I I am certainly happy to go first if you would like. You were the one I was looking for. I was trying to not call you out in front of class. Fair enough. Um, so I guess I will uh, go with resistance first because I think this is probably uh, the the easiest call on what to bring, you know, to a, a tournament if you're trying to get back into it or get someone new into the game. And I think it's just, honestly, four T-70s. Uh, they are extremely sturdy, durable ships. They're very easy to fly. Uh, they have, uh, you know, three attack dice, but they're they're able to do both repositions if you choose to close your S-foils. Uh, so you can really have some fun with them. So the, the list I had just put together is three of the generic Black Squadron Aces, uh, which are the I-4 ones, with R-4 Astromech on all three of them, and then Tem and Wexley uh, from the uh, Heralds of Hope pack, I think that was what it was called, um, and he also would have R-4 Astromech and then Heroic on there. And that lets you not really worry too much about your S-foils, because Temin allows you to, to take a strain token to flip the S-foil card uh, if you're within range 0 to 3 of him, which is a, you know a huge bubble. Uh, the R4 Astromechs give you an extremely great dial where all the ones and twos are blue, so uh, doing red maneuvers or linked actions is not really that big of a deal. And you can just kind of make some fun kill boxes and uh, 
ha- you'd be able to have a good day with this list, I think, no matter what. Dice variance is not going to be that big of a deal for you. Uh, you have a ton of red dice you're throwing, so you can just melt some stuff if if uh, it gets put in the wrong place. And I, I think there's really no list out there for resistance that would be any more consistent uh, for a new player than something like this. Placing the, uh, the A-Wing lists of old? Yeah, I, I think so. I, I mean, the, the A-Wing list of old, I, I, I think, was... Uh, a completely different beast altogether. Like, this is just more of a beefy... Uh, you can fly it in a block if you want and point at stuff, or you can, uh, you know, get a little fancier with it and uh, try a bunch of different approach angles, and, uh, you know, they're, they could potentially be blockers even. They're, they can be very good blockers, surprisingly good. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know how comparable it was to the A-Wing one, but I, I definitely would take this over five A-Wings now in the type of situation we're talking about. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, this is, it's relatively easy if you have a favorite, like, mid-tier, low t- uh, T-70 pilot to put them, to sub them in, and to, because there's lots of different possible combinations of four T-70s. Yes, there's a ton. And, I mean, you can even just go lower initiative and throw, like, HLCs or other upgrades on them. Um, I just wanted to get an initiative matched at a, the highest initiative I could. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you could just go for named ones even. You don't need to, to have any generics in there if you don't want to. Yeah, so, like, you could throw in um, Bastion or Nimi Shireen or um, Pava or, you know, you know, or even sub one out and put an A-Wing and then put the other three as T-70. So there's lots... Yeah, I, I agree, Brett. It's a great... It's a good uh, basic solid list. I like it. And it's a, a nice cheap list, too, if someone's just getting into the game. right? I mean, T-70s are all over the place, and if you buy the, the Heralds of Hope, you, you have two of them right there. So um, I, I know cost wasn't quite what we were looking at this time, but, uh, I you know... We were just talking about the the six barons and you know how few people have that here. I think a lot of people are going to have four T seventies. Yeah, exactly. Like we weren't exactly thinking of you know the cheapest tournament list. Yeah, it'll be a future episode. Spoiler alert. Um, but as far as like ease of use, yeah, I do agree. Like I think this one is probably of all the ones we brought or we have on this list the easiest to just anyone could probably put this down on the table and have at least a good time. No, um, if we're moving on from Brett's list, I want to mention a Rebel list that centers on X wings. I like um, it. So, I I like uh, so another sort of generic list I was sort of looking at is to take you can fit four um, T sixty five X wings, the Cavern Angel Zealot, all I one, and then two I one Bandit squadrons, both with thread tracers. So it gives you a total of six bodies on the table, um, all the same initiative. Uh, the bandits could be one shot, but like the T-65s, while not as sturdy as the T-70s, you know, they have some health there. You can fly them close together. You can fan them out a bit. They don't have to. And it's sort of similar to the T-70 list, except just with more bodies that are not each individual piece is not as potent but there's more bodies on the table and then the thread tracers uh add something interesting there i think yeah that's just dirty with the thread tracers yeah so like you can you keep the um bandit squadrons maybe behind the cavern angel zealots they draw some aggro um you know so i think i i think that would be you know relatively easy to fly uh you know, sturdy, and if you like that type of list, I I think it'd be very it it would be good. I it's it's a me kind of list, so it's not a maybe not a Brett kind of list, but it's a me kind of list. Yeah, exactly. Like I I I'm just looking at these though, and I'm like, but they'll be initiative killed, and then I'll be sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then you spend. It's like you spend like two every it's like one straight one straight one straight one straight one straight and the next turn one bank one bank one bank one bank one bank you know and all your dials but then you launch 12 double modded dice and you're like yeah that's why i did that patience yeah. is good sometimes <laughs> well, if you want a little bit of a happy medium so the list i threw into the into the 
ring and what I plan to probably fly first term and I get a chance to go to in person. Uh, another rebel list. Uh, Luke Wedge and two B-Wings. That's it. No upgrades. Not needed. I mean, if you want, you got the points to throw something cheap on Luke or Wedge. There's what? Four points left over? Is that right? Three points. Three points. Three points. So, like, you've got three points to play with if you want to throw something on another Predator on Wedge. You do you. I don't know. I, I like this list. It's simple. It's just fly it in a block, point it at something. You'll be fine. So, yeah, I like the simplicity of it. Question for you, Zach. Do you prefer the Blue Squadron X uh, B-Wing over... Uh, is it worth the three-point premium to get the to bring the B-Wing? generic b-wing over the gener generic x-wing uh i found so because they're just that little bit of extra beefy mm -hmm. that i think like works well like you've got your hammers in luke and wedge so you, you need the anvil part of your list and i think they do a much better job of being anvils than x-wings do yeah you never really worry experience. about spending your focus on defense right so you yeah. You're, you're always modding those attack dice. I, I would say with those points, I think right now I would upgrade the blue squadrons to blade squadrons. Uh, there's just a lot of I3 in the meta right now, so I think those I, I think those two points to get them up that extra initiative uh, is probably better than Predator on Wedge um, if, if I was doing that personally. but um, I could see that. I could see that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how essential that is. Yeah, I don't know. Usually when I've been flying it, like I've been mostly just using them as a decoy just to keep Luke and Wedge alive. Like mm -hmm. that is their sole purpose for existing. And they've been doing pretty fine at that. So that's more of where my concern was of not wanting to put a lot of points into them. Makes sense. But I could see that. Add that little bit of extra survivability if they're able to shoot above other things yeah, or just avoid getting initiative or on part of yeah as you can see initiative kills are just like my big my big fear <laughs> what um do you think there's a space to squeeze in a selfless in there somewhere to protect luke or wedge just i'm just tinkering with it uh maybe not probably not yeah i think not the only way points. you do that is if you go down to the 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 x-wings wings. um <laughs> And I, I think I agree with Zach here that the the B wings just are better like, you know, bodies. The two extra Yeah, the extra health there. Yeah, that is my humble submission to I think it's like I said, it's nice, it's straightforward. Literally one straightforward for a good chunk of the game. And this was like a list you were actually flying, right? Like, this isn't just, you know. Yeah, it was kind of like the last thing I was really flying before the pandemic. And it's just, it's kind of like stuck. It's like, I just enjoy this. It's simple. It's good, clean fun. Yeah, it's been around since the game started, basically, yeah. right? Like, you can't get more wholesome than this. Outside of Jonathan playing this would probably be the most wholesome thing ever. Now, instead, Jonathan wants this Blair Bunky two banded squadrons with thread tracers kind of list no uh, i mean if i was blair he'd it'd be like three bandits and like a sheathapede and like some other really random sabine's tie shows up somehow <laughs> sabine's tie uh, attack shuttle and like zeb and like something and like squeeze in like seven bodies and somehow go stuff. undefeated anyway. Yeah, it'd be like I have an ion cannon on somewhere random and yeah. Yeah, sadly we're not that quality of list builder. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. <laughs> we have also our not the point of this exercise. Not the point of this exercise. I, I just hit the copy copy pilot, copy pilot in like <laughs> in like in uh Yasby. So, Brett, what else you got? You, uh, you have plenty of lists for us. I do. So, uh, the next one I was going to talk about is Republic, uh, my favorite faction, probably. And I guess before I do, right, so the, the focus that I was kind of taking with this was, one, as I've said, I want to try to avoid being initiative killed. Um, but I also want ships that uh, I don't think 
require a lot of uh, triggers during the game. I think that's probably going to be one of the, the hardest things is just remembering all those triggers and uh, also focusing just on being back on the table, right? Like we, we all got to the point where asteroids really weren't a problem. I have a feeling that we're all going to hit a lot more asteroids than we, we used to. So, you know, our, our brains are just not going to be quite as focused on making sure we don't miss triggers or, or anything along those lines. So I, I kind of wanted to go with nice, simple lists. So just as, as that background. So there are a lot more generics than I probably would normally fly. So this, this one uh, here is three Jedi Knight 7Bs. Uh, they are extremely strong ships. Uh, you know, they have six health, two green dice, three red dice. And they have their, their cool fine-tuned controls that allow them to get into really great places while still getting a regular action. Or they just get to keep the Force, and we know how good the Force is. Um, so I thought that that's a, that could be the kind of list that gives you um, some fun options with these as either blockers or uh, as just really strong jousters. And then the, the fourth ship, there's a couple of options. I had thrown Wolf... Uh, in the arc 170 and wolf is the one that when you uh, he has one charge when you perform a primary front arc attack you can spend the charge to re-roll an attack die and then when you perform a primary rear arc attack you can recover the charge to roll an additional attack die so he's rolling a lot of dice uh, they're very often uh, highly modified and uh, he can just hit really hard um, so I, I thought that that's another nice, uh, simple one. This one's a little more complicated maybe because you do have the wolf trigger. Um, and I threw wolf pack, um, on him as well, which after a friendly ship at zero to three defends, if the attacker is in your firing arc, the defender can gain a strain token to acquire a lock on the attacker. Uh, the Jedi are, are I3, so there's a decent chance they're going to be shooting last. So, uh, that just kind of gives you a little more flexibility as well. But if you're me and you don't want to fly something like an ARC-170 because you think it's kind of boring, you could also throw in, you know, Anik, or I'm sorry, Obi-Wan and either uh, a CLT uh, Aether Sprite or the uh, the Actus and get it a little bit more AC. Um, I think that that's a list that if you take to a tournament, you'll probably be able to, to have a good time with, uh, except for if you put Anakin in there, your ships are not going to get one shot almost ever. So you're able to make a few mistakes and recover from them, which I think is, again, just going to be really important as we all get used to, to being back on the table again. Yeah, definitely. Definitely having a nice forgiving list and that much force on the table is definitely forgiving. Yeah. Like, I, I'm, I'm planning on going to a tournament at the end of this month, and I just have to keep trying to tell myself, like, don't just bring, like, Anakin, like, in, a, in an Edo with, with no shields or anything like that. You will just put him in a bad spot and die. Like, don't make that mistake. But I, I keep going back and trying to make that mistake for myself. Um, so don't be like me, people. Speaking of not being like you, more of your lists? Oh, okay. Uh, I, mean, I think at this point, it's mostly you and John. Well, so, um, so speaking of... So, Brett, you were saying you wanted something more forgiving so something a little maybe unforgiving would be one of my favorite scum lists has always been the fang fighters which i know is very different from like the rebel lists i fly i think the thing i like about the fang fighters is they fly towards your enemy you get in their face and you shoot them and that's my favorite that's why i like the fang fighters so i think next when i'm in person i am definitely packing fen rao with fearless and three zealous recruits comes to 194 points is it competitive in the meta probably not but i think um the fang fighter is just fun to fly and i think if you're just looking for a good time um you know you can get your i1s in the face of like fire sprays jam them up you know and then have i6 fen come around the back and uh hopefully do some damage, but uh, I am a big fan of flying the Fang Fighters. And looking at the tournament results, I did see some combos of Fen and Old T with like a third, like maybe heavier hitter, like a more tanky ship. So um, I think the Fang Fighter is worth putting on the table, even though it may not be lighting up the meta right now. I, I will say that our fellow host Andrew always says that taking Fen and Old T together is a mistake. So I think you're you're on the right track with the Fen and the three Zealous Recruits. 
Um, and you want to know what makes that list really fun? Five dice. When you're throwing five dice with Fenrao, it's just a lot of fun, no matter what happens. <laughs> and can yeah, do things like, like that's just cool. It's like, oh no, that's an evade. That's an evade. That's an evade. Yeah, I think that's the thing about it, right? Like it's simultaneously a not forgiving list, but also a forgiving list. Like in weird ways, right? Like you can make some mistakes with it and be okay. Other times you'll make a mistake and something will just die. Yeah, you just need to make sure when you're making your mistakes, you're at range one, not at range yeah. three or range two. So it lets you just kind of like jam things into people's faces and go fast. Exactly. You know, that's what X Wing is about flying into people's faces and shooting them. Yeah. That's the secrets to the game. All right, so Jonathan, do you ever like disengage with stuff like this, or are you just like, no, I am knife fighting this whole time? What's uh, what's disengaging? Okay, that's what I'm I sorry, that's I what understand. I thought you were gonna say. <laughs> I don't understand. I thought like, you know, yeah, it's like when you watch, it's like you know those times you watch Star Wars and they say, no, we're gonna disengage to save points. No, they fight. They fight to the, you know. He's not wrong. He he is not wrong. Um, and Not just... once do I recall them saying, let's disengage to save points. You know, I mean, I guess Wedge. Wedge at the Battle of the First Death Star, right? Like, yeah, he's right, like... he was definitely half-pointed, and he was not... Well, not and wasn't, there like a, wasn't there, like, a whole, like, storyline with Poe in this exact situation? Pretty sure Leia's, like, lesson to him was save points. <laughs> yes. You're right, yes. Okay. You're right. Ed, uh, you're right. All right, I take that back. At um, the um, but he took out a dreadnought. <laughs> Don't tell that to Jonathan. Like we're right. trying to teach Jonathan uh, the same lesson. Yeah, he's like the, he lost all those points in bombers. Yep. Yep. He could have like, just uh, ran. He could have ran the hundred, time. Several hundred points of bombers. Yeah, but like one oh, of them got to drop a bomb, so it was okay. <laughs> it was totally worth it. We've all been there to try and drop one bomb. We've all been there. Look, I brought bombs to a tournament. I want to make them work. Let me drop one. Uh, no, I really like the four fangs, though. Like, I, I think that's always been a, a very solid list. Uh, and you can, you know, anytime you have Fenrir on the list, you have the potential to just completely take over a game. Wow. Actually, like, Nom Lum with a auto blaster. That's the same price as a Zealous Recruit. Yeah. yeah, you can get some bump shenanigans in there. It's not as fun, though, right? There's no Definitely blue two hearts that you get to do, which is really what something, the game's all about. There's something about the additive effect of multiple copies of the same chassis, you know, that mm -hmm. really can bring out the strength of a chassis. I know that um, uh, he was on the show long, long time ago. What's um, Wasn't, um, oh, shoot. Biophysical. Right? That was Long pre my time. Yeah, he was on the show. Like, um, Chris had had him come on, and he had written a uh, blog post on his blog. Starfighter Mafia, I think it was blog post. Blog. Um, anyways, there is something about having multiple... Like, uh, the more Fang Fighters you have, the better they are at what they do. If that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It makes sense. Um, so do we want to talk maybe about Andrew's list next, or do you want me to throw out one of, one of my other ones? Let's, let's, let's throw out Andrew's just, just for shiggles. Cause this seems like oh. one that you would be a fan of. I am. I am. All right. So dear Andrew, who sends his regards, everyone, he isn't, we did not totally kill him. We tried, but he somehow fought his way back. He's frozen in carbonite. Yep. He's, uh, actually decorating my office right now. He looks quite nice. And somehow he was just able to like telepathically give us one Yasby link. Well, he, he got unfrozen when Jonathan came in to try and free him, but now I've also got Jonathan in a gold bikini also next to me. So True. True, true. Um, but yeah, the list he gave is three bounty hunter fire sprays for scum. One with triple zero, one with IG88D, and one with Hondo. And this looks great. I gotta find my third fire spray. I have no idea where that model is. 
but I know I at least own three. This, yeah, I mean, the fire spray chassis, I think we've all learned right now, is probably the strongest one in all of X Wing, right? Double fire sprays can just take over the world. Um, thank you for pointing that out to everyone like two years ago, Zach. Um, You're welcome. So, three of them can probably do a lot of work, yeah. And again, it's it's a simple, simple to fly list, right? Like, since you got two arcs to work with on each of these bad boys, like, odds are you're at least getting two shots a turn. At least. If not all three. Pretty consistently. Yep. I mean, I, I would say, I the one change I would make is I would get rid of IGDD and I would put Zam Wessel on there instead. Um... That's because um, you're a meta trial. Oh, I couldn't do that. I'd have to get rid of something else, too. All right, this would just be changing too much. Yes, so. Um, it's not a list to you unless there's force in it, is it? I mean, it's it's pretty tough to find one without force that I would play. It's true. <laughs> is, it, is the purpose, like, Hondo jams the IG-88D carrying fire spray, it loses one calculate, but still has a calculate, and then you can coordinate the triple zero fire spray? Oh, that? that's brilliant. Look, yeah, I think uh, that's certainly part of it. Yeah, I am just sitting here playing checkers, and you guys have this whole thing planned <laughs> out. That's that's what's going on. I'm like, let's let's get rid of the piece that makes it all work, guys. I want to double tap. <laughs> I'm sure. I I mean, I'm sure there's a double tap version <laughs> that would look mighty tasty as well. Yes, I mean Hondo is just really really cool, right? Like anytime you're getting to jam other people at range three. That's that's nice. Um, exactly. And when you make them waste their coordinate because their ship is stressed or something like that, like also feels pretty good. Um, so, this, yeah, this just seems really solid. There's a ton of health, right, backed up by two green dice um, and a ton of arcs. I, I agree. I think you're going to have fun. You can – they're boosty. Uh, I think Andrew did a very good job on this one. Well, maybe we'll unfreeze them then. Maybe. Yeah, and I guess maybe it's kind of just like what you were talking about, Jonathan, right? Like you're taking things that are just inherently good and spamming them that makes it better. Yeah. Yeah, that is literally what you were just talking about. Um, One of our Liberty Squadron guys, Andrew Lynn, uh, loves playing triple fire sprays. And I don't know if I've ever seen him put this exact... Uh, combo on the table, but it. I mean, just looking at this list, all I all I can do is picture uh, Andrew being extremely excited to to bring out his pretty three painted ships. So hi, Andrew. Other Andrew. Uh, all right. Well, so should I move on to? I guess I will go with my Rebel one here, um, since. It's been a, a minute now since we talked about Rebels. Um, so the next one I had uh, was a little different than the, the other ones I was talking about. Uh, it's It's got Cassian Andor in a U-Wing with uh, Leia Organa crew, Braylon Stram with uh, Auto Blasters and the Stabilized S-Foils, and then just uh, two Red Squadron veteran T-65s with R4 Astromech. Um I think bodies is kind of an important thing here. Like, I, I think if I'm getting back into an event, having four bodies is not a bad idea because when uh when one of my ships just inherently blows up because I'm stupid and don't know what I'm doing, uh, then I'm able to kind of have enough firepower to come back. So that's why the, the, the X-Wings are there. They just give you those, those extra ships. Braylon has always been extremely strong and uh, stabilized S-Foils, allowing him to get multiple double modded uh attacks is very good right the double tapping is is what we were just talking about and cassian uh and braylon kind of go hand in hand jonathan knows just how abusive they can be because he abused all of us with those uh a year or so ago and Organa is still just a great value to get those uh red maneuvers um and still get your actions so this just seemed like four really solid pieces that you could count up to two two hundred with, basically. Yeah, and I, th- I think like kind of beating you know the nail on the head here of 
don't bring a two or three ship AC AC list to your first tournament back. Or if you're a new player, don't fly that at your first tournament. You're going to be upset. Even if you've flown it really well in your friendly games, like it's better for your first tournament or your first tournament in a while, or while you're just trying to get back into the swing, you've taken a break from the game for whatever reason we had, you know, Paul on a little while ago to talk about, you know, taking a break from the game and coming back. It's better to have like something with a little bit of meat on its bones, something that you can handle, you know, losing a piece here and there while it still is able to tick. And I think like this list is a great example of that. And and it's just you gotta always make sure you're gonna have fun. Right? That that yeah. was probably, you know, one of the other high things I was putting in. And Braylon is fun, right? getting those double taps that are all, you know, uh, you're getting all those re-rolls. That's fun. And Cassian doing Cassian things, doing the stops and the rotates. Like, the U-Wing is also just such a beautiful model that, it like, you love seeing it on the table. Um, and, yeah, so I, I think you could have a lot of fun with this. And, you know, if, if you're playing really well, you could, you could definitely win with a list like this. There's enough beef here and enough firepower where you can take down, you know, most lists you're going to come across. So, Brad, question for you. In um, Zach's list, I know you preferred the B-Wings over the X-Wings. What yes. makes you choose the X-Wings here instead of more B-Wings? Just curious. Um, I wanted to get, like, some faster ships? Or... I wanted to have a, a variety. Um, yeah. I, I, I think that if you have just all of of one chassis it can get a little bit boring at least for me so i like to have different dials out there and um i couldn't fit the the two b-wings or, or could i fit the two b-wings with I, I think yeah i think i just wanted the better di I, I could because i have the r4s on them I, I just think i wanted the uh the better dials and um x-wings i think x-wings just make the game fun when they're yeah. on the table so I, I, think I think the b-wings could work just as well yeah, I, I see what you mean. Because, like, here, you could put Cassian and Braylon together, like, sort of in the center, like a third in from either board edge. And then you could put the X-Wings. You can put the X... You can separate the X-Wings away from them. Maybe, like, a third of the way down the board. Right. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, you could put Cassian and Braylon in the middle, and then you could put... You could corner the two X-Wings. And, like, the X-Wings can, like, three-bank and boost and get close to back them up, or they can flank where Cassian and Braylon slowly roll down the center. So, yeah, I can see that. So, yeah, I, I guess it was more just a variety thing. Um, but, yeah, so a lot of different ways to, to do that one. But I, I think we all, for the most part, seem to agree that if you're flying Rebels, go Rebel Beef, right? Like, don't yeah. go, you know, with some cute, you know, Hera, Soka list probably for your, your first tournament. Um you're going to want, you know, at least four ships, and you're going to want ones that are going to survive. That Hera Ahsoka list, been show has it been showing up in tournament results? I didn't see it in the last tournament. Yeah, so Hera... Or, oh, it's not hyperspace. Has, uh, well, no, I think they're they're both hyperspace uh, legal, if I recall correctly. So I, I think uh, Hera has kind of just fallen off a bit. I think the, the there were, it looks like, nine in uh in this gsp event so there's a decent amount of those but ahsoka is really not as prevalent as we would have expected um okay. yeah we're not seeing because this was hyperspace any of the you know like the broken token type lists that, that we were talking about a couple episodes ago yeah. uh heritani stuff but um hera is still doing or showing up a lot ahsoka not showing up that much at all I guess it's just because, like, is it really just a single build for her then? For Ahsoka or? Yeah, for Ahsoka, uh, partly for Hera. I mean, Hera, like you said, shows up a little bit, but not a lot. Anywho, that's off topic. We probably should probably save yeah. this for another time. Save this for another time. Okay, sounds good. All right. Uh, we got what? One more list here? Can uh, we get all the list? Yeah, I, I think 
Jonathan had one as one other one as well, but one other one I just threw together because I was trying to to get other factions in here, and I don't like this one that much particularly. But it was just uh, five concussion missile TISFs. Um, again, easy easy ships. You could put passive sensors on all of them, so that way you can uh, basically always make sure you're getting your your missiles off because you can take that target lock at your initiative, and you can even do a rotate. Uh, to get your arc pointed in the right direction if you have to. Uh, honestly, playing a list like this for four or five rounds, I would be so incredibly bored. So what I would probably do is I'd swap two of them out for Kylo, just so that way I felt like I was playing more of the game than I wanted to play. Uh, but I, I couldn't really come up with a good uh, Empire or First Order list, so this was the, the best of the easy lists that I could come up with. I mean, to pull out another classic favorite of mine for First Order is I would probably just do Kylo and then four Omega Squadron FOs with Fanatical. Yeah. Classic, good, clean, fun. Mm -hmm. That could also work. You get your fun side of things with Kylo. You know, he gets to go do Kylo things and be janky and all over the place. And, you know, a little bit tanky if you put him in the wrong spot. I think, like, if you're going to bring an ace to your first tournament, Kylo's a good one to bring, right? He yes. can survive. He's very forgiving. A mistake. With all that force. Yep. And then having the little mini squadron with Fanatical is nice. Fanatical, at least, like, it's a good, like, not thinking swarm for me. The way that I've always played it is it just means that, like, you can always use your focus token on defense once you get down to Fanatical. Which, for your first tournament back, anything that makes you not have to think is probably a godsend. I agree. Um, and there's, I mean, plenty of points there to throw on, like Proton Torps, or uh, you can put Proton Torps, Extreme Maneuvers, and you can put uh, Pattern Analyzer or Prime Thrusters on them, too. I mean, there's there's a lot of room in there as well, so, uh, and you do like your Ace plus Mini Swarm. Uh, just... Oh, different ones, because mine does not have any points. Didn't you have four of the Epsilons? Or Omega Squadrons with Fanatical. Oh, yes, you did say all the that, didn't you? I did. Okay. 196. Well, you could also go with the uh, the Epsilons and they have a ton of points. You could. But I think Fanatical is what makes that swarm work. Like I said, not having to think, like, once you get down below your shields and then you just always have that focus for defense makes those FOs quite tanky. And you're still getting some decent, you know, offensive output out of them with Fanatical. So. That'd be my, my toss into the ring for FO. Not that yours was bad, Brett. Not to put yours down. Uh, yeah, I, I was just trying to come up with something. I did not love mine <laughs> whatsoever. So <laughs> I'm more than happy to give you the FO one. <laughs> cool. Uh -huh. So I, I I copy pasted an empire list, but um, I just I was thinking I was building a rebel list, right? It's just where my heart is. <laughs> so I was thinking of Lando. So I think the Falcon is a fun ship to fly, and I think Lando, Leia, and Han are all great. I mean, like Chewie's fine, but like Lando and Leia and oh, Han are all really really good. Poor Chewie. Right? I mean, he's cheap. He's seventy points, so Chewie is good too. So. But like I like I just was really like the idea of putting Hondo on Lando. It just like <laughs> seemed like the perfect combination of like Lando piloting the Falcon and Hondo sitting in the co pilot seat. Like so I'd I was thinking I would, I, would not, I would not trust any part of that combination. <laughs> so Lando with Hondo and Yen Nam and then Luke and Thane and X Wings is hundred and ninety seven points. Is it competitive? Maybe not. Probably not. But they're all I five. Lando can go, and then he can, he can, he can do the Hondo stuff. He can do his Lando stuff. He can make them do all sorts of fun things. So I don't know. I think it would just be fun to play, and especially at I five when you can like Lando can go first, then he can reposition Luke or Thane before they go, and then they go. You know, so. That was just what I was thinking, which it seemed more the list I copy pasted for Empire were six barons of the Empire with disciplined, two with thread tracers and four with brockets. 
but no one owns all that stuff. <laughs> I think I own a lot of ships, but I think I own like maybe three, maybe four, maybe four barons. I mean, I feel three... like I own four. I feel like I own four as well. Like three inquisitors plus Suntir Fowl was like popular, right? Back um, bef- like two years ago, maybe. There's still anything that existed. You know, it was like um, when Matt Carey brought Inquisitors to um, Gen Con and like surprised, and he surprised everybody, right? Yeah, I I think he had what three of the generics, and then uh, like the Grand Inquisitor with oh the Grand Inquisitor. uh, All right, so mm -hmm. Matt Carey has four. Yeah, at least. Well, I I think that's a good good rounding of lists. Yeah, sorry, uh, sorry, yeah. nothing for separatists. Go with sorry, separatists. Just go Django Zam. It's just it's so Django Zam. <laughs> yeah, like we didn't clear one for separatists because that's what it is. It's Django Zam. Go look up any yeah. tournament results. Get yourself two fire sprays. Ta-da! Actually, for the separatists, I really, I strangely like the HMP gunship. I don't know why I like that ship so much. It's it's seems Fine. to be very strong. If you have four loaded out or just five, like yeah. naked ones. If you know what you're doing with those and can capitalize on the side slips, like you can really put some uh, some massive hurt on someone because they're just always shooting. Yeah, I mean, I did really great against my nine year old using HMP gunships. So. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so OP. See, I only bought one of them. I kind of regret that one because those are one of the ones that are just totally sold out. And now I'm like, I I don't know when I will get a chance to uh to actually put this list on the table. I think I have two, and I wanted two more, and I ordered two more, and then I did, like, they never showed up at Showcase. So. Support your FLGS, by the way. Good plug. Good plug. All right. Well, I think that, that's, that's a good place to wrap it up. Um, Just kind of key takeaways here. Like we said, if it's your first tournament or if it's your first tournament back in a while, like, fly something that's a little bit forgiving. Um, if it's your first tournament, the other thing I forgot to kick off this conversation with, if it's your first tournament, fly what you're comfortable with more than anything else. Like, that goes for any tournament. First tournament, your millionth tournament, fly something you're comfortable with. That's how you do, will have fun and not be stressed out all day. Um, any other takeaways, you guys? Just try to have fun. You want to play something you enjoy, a faction that you like. So if um, separatists are your thing, you should fly separatists. But no one should fly imperials. Okay. <laughs> no, if the empire is your thing, you should fly empire. But I'm reporting you to rebel command. Ouch. That's something. That's something Jonathan would say. Uh, All right. Yeah, probably throw some generics in there, though. That that kind of yeah. also seemed to be part of our. Our theme here. Generics are nice things you can throw away without feeling too bad about them dying. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for us for this week's episode of the Liberty Squadron podcast. Uh, thank you all for listening, and we'll be back soon. <laughs>